Luxembourg. City was founded 963. You have a castle, you have a more modern part of Luxembourg, and you have all these different types of foreigners. Welcome to BizCast Greater Lacrosse, a weekly podcast from Biz News. We bring you news from the business community. I am your host and founder, Vicki Markison. My guest today is Mark Zimmer. He teaches physics in Luxembourg. And I have him on. So full disclosure, I am hosting two of the Luxembourg students, two out of 25, correct, Mark? Yes, that's correct. That is a big group. Oh, yeah, it's a big group. Together with five chaperones, it was a really nice group traveling through Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's like a large portion of a plane, although it's an international yeah. flight. So, yes. Yeah. And so these. So what's interesting about the school is it's an international school. Yeah. And I've had plenty of time to talk with Stan and Nick are my students. But let me start with the thing that surprised me. So it surprised me at we had a potluck. Mm-hmm. Good old Midwest potluck. And each of the students introduced themselves and said where they were born. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of the 25 were not born in Luxembourg. For our, So our Stan is from England. Nick is from Russia. Yeah. And there were, I would say, a handful that were actually born in Luxembourg. So yes, explain how that came about. How is Luxembourg this international hub? Luxembourg. Uh, started um, to open up, I think, 20, 25 years ago, as they realized that they need new work off so that the social system can uh, stand alive. And so every year, I think uh, a couple of thousand new workers come in, and that's why we have so many foreigners. Right now we have probably 50, 52% of foreigners, so the Luxembourgers get rare. <laughs> yes. These days. Yes, I was joking as to whether or not the Luxembourgers say you can only marry another Luxembourger. But what's what is interesting is also at that potluck, they talked about how there are 200 people in the greater lacrosse area that have dual citizenship. So explain to people what is the benefit of citizenship, being a citizen of Luxembourg? Dual citizenship means that they have both passports, so they can have their of course, American passport, but also the Luxembourg passport. Having the Luxembourg passport means that they can travel through uh, Europe. Europe, the European community is borderless, like the United States. So they can travel to Germany, France, Belgium, and any other countries without uh, getting controlled. Mm-hmm. And of course, Luxembourg is uh, the richest country of the world. So they have a lot of benefits there. And you can, if you're interested in, you can also being part of the elections. So you like this autumn in October, we have elections. So the dual citizenship can vote for Luxembourg government. And my understanding, because my next door neighbor has dual citizenship, Mm -hmm. that if you track your lineage to a male, it is different than tracking your lineage to a female. Is that correct? That's correct. That's much easier. So if it's a male... You're yeah. auto, you don't have to go through the language testing. Is that correct? What's the difference? That I don't know, but okay. I know it's, it's much more complicated if it's not a male. Yeah, much more uh, forms to fill out and, and going through much more stuff. And so when you get that coveted 
passport. Mm-hmm. You can fly into Luxembourg or probably not even fly into Luxembourg to start your journey, but you're able to travel around Europe without having to get visas for every single border that you're crossing and Correct. what you want to do. And so that's why we have 200 plus people with it yeah. in the area. So you fly in in Paris or Amsterdam and you can just travel around. And Luxembourg is officially now a sister city, correct? Junglinster uh, from Luxembourg is a yes. sister city of Black Cross. Yes, because Luxembourg is the country. There's also a city, correct? Mm-hmm. Luxembourg. It's mm-hmm. Luxembourg city. It's a capital city. It's about 100,000 uh, inhabitants. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a very unique place. You have all this uh, historical stuff. So you have Luxembourg city was founded 963. So you have a castle, you have a more modern part of Luxembourg, and you have all these different types of foreigners from anywhere, not even only from France or Germany, but from Ireland, England, Greece. It's very diverse and very multicultural. Yes, and how the teenagers, that how we call them, I've actually been calling them the Burger Boys, so (laughs) the... Burger Boys explained it to me is so there are some people that still live in the outlier countries and come in to work because Luxembourg is not very large. No, it's very small. If you go east-west, you probably need an hour and north-south, maybe one hour and a half. So it's very small. That means like here in La Crosse, uh, housing is very rare Mm -hmm. and of course expensive and not everybody can buy a house in Luxembourg, so they have to move to Belgium, close to border of France or Germany. And you talked about how Luxembourg is the wealthiest country in the mm-hmm. world. How did it get that way? They started with steel industries in the 60s, 70s. Then this went down, so the banks came. We had in the 80s, 90s, there were the banks. And then, of course, there was also some crisis coming up. And now it's more into aerospace and IT. So the industries are growing there. Yeah. And even the finance, my understanding is from the boys, they say there's a bank on every corner. Yeah, still, but it's declining. And so finance, though, is another piece of this, a a ripple effect, if you will, starting with manufacturing. Right. And now some of the smarter technology, if you will, is starting to take over with IT and... So this is an international school, and we Americans are always flabbergasted, is a very American word, (laughs) about how many languages and how quickly these students learn these languages. So Nick, for example, has been in Luxembourg for six years, Mm -hmm. came not knowing English, and now he speaks it fluently. So how is it that the embracing of international roots gets adapted, if you will, in the school? We put a lot of effort in, in the languages because uh, Luxembourg, as I said before, is very small and we are surrounded uh, by France and Germany and Belgium. So we need to talk with them and we need to understand these people. And that's why we start at grade one with German, grade two with French, and then grade nine English is coming. And afterwards, People or students better can choose if they want to have one or two languages. If they want to study one or two languages more. Like my son started to study Spanish last year. So he's now also into Spanish. 
And you can also choose Italian or Portuguese or any other language. And my understanding as well is, so the 17-year-olds in the group, mm-hmm. that is the first class that this international school was created, was when they came yeah. in? There's a bunch of them uh, here, yeah. We started the international school five years ago, so they are now going to uh, S6. That means that they are grade 12 next year. So that's the first group which started international school. Uh, before our school was not sure what kind of profile uh, they uh, wanted to have. So we tried different things and finally we uh, got into international. One reason is because Jung Linster is uh, very international. So there are a lot of international people living around in the region. And so we decided to go that way. So you're here, you're here for a month, but leaving on Friday when that month is over. What have been the, what's been the feedback you've heard from the students? What have they been most surprised at? Students, I think occasional wise, uh, most surprisingly was that um, the education level is higher than here. So that was one thing. And that the differences of um, organization in high school is also one thing. And of course, the lunch is very different. <laughs> yes, I've heard about that. <laughs> and the other piece that I've heard too is just how sports-centric we are here. So one of our students said, in Luxembourg, I'd be considered very sporty, but it doesn't even compare mm. to how much athletics is emphasized in our community. Yeah. So I would say that uh, we focus more on language and Americans focus more on sports. And I think that's a big difference in high school. Yes, it's all we can do to focus on one language. So So the students have come here. I'm guessing you're not with them all the time. What are you working on while you're here? Oh, my. (laughs) Many things. So, of course, I'm always available for the students or for the teachers. There's a problem, but yeah, I've been meeting with a couple of other people because I'm involved in other projects. Like yesterday I was in Winona. There is another exchange being organized with another Luxembourgish school with Winona. And there's also the Manor House, that's a house close to Winona, which was built 1857 and it needs to res- be restored. So it was built by Luxembourger at that time. It's a stone house and it needs the roof needs some help. And that's why I was driving force and back talking with people and seeing what the Luxembourgers can do to help. Right. Because I'm sure they're trying to restore it to mm-hmm. its original. Good. Yes. Original state, which our history here is a small fraction of your long history there. And so you are out doing some goodwill visits. The students are staying active. They're in the school, some in Central, some in Aquinas. Mm -hmm. They're in with kids. There's guides that are getting them through the day. They've switched guides after week two, was Mm -hmm. my understanding. They're experiencing the classes. And the big piece for them is the school-affiliated sports after after three o'clock or so when the school is out. So a big difference in how our countries handle sports different is we have teams affiliated with schools versus you have clubs, correct? Correct. Yeah, we have clubs. And that means that if a student is interested in sport, then 
because they can go to a club and they don't have to. So uh, that's the difference. And I think in high school, you are automatically drawn to the different sports and it's a mainly difference. Yeah. And we have obviously other, there's arts and music and, of course. and so the big difference though is for in Europe. So we hosted a, a Czech girl for mm-hmm. two years who was in basketball and she was so excited to play in front of students because when you're in a club, it might be, if you're lucky, the parents coming and that's who you're quote unquote performing in front of. And so to have students and themed clothing at these events, what kind of feedback did you hear from the students yeah. as to what that experience was like in just American football even? Yeah, the social part is, is really nice that we don't have when you're young, you're playing in front of nobody or the parents. But here, social part is a big part. And I think that's uh, very motivating for the students. Yeah. And another major difference too is the the ability for them to drink in Luxembourg. So we have 17-year-olds, which has actually been very interesting. So they're used to, that's part of their socializing is being able to go out to pubs. No. And here we talk about kids drinking alcohol and they get in serious trouble. Oh, yeah. And so it's just that to me is the stark difference of their socializing at their age versus our socializing at our age, at their age, at the same teenage years. And so that is, that's just another cultural difference. So when everyone heads back on Friday, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things, I don't know what you are taking back from America, but what are some of the things you've heard some of the students taking back? I would say that they take quite uh, a lot with them. So, they saw a new culture. They had been in, in families, in host families. So they're very close to what Americans experience every day. So I think they take a lot with them back home. When we are back home, we will talk about it. They will have the chance to write things down. They had a diary, which they should have <laughs> filled out. They had to, the chance to, to think about their experiences. And so I'm uh, very, I will be surprised what they will tell me. Uh, in a couple of weeks and what we can learn from that. So I can tell you some of the things that are going home in the suitcases of our two boys. So one is taking home powdered Gatorade. Hmm. Okay. And the other is taking home powdered Arnold Palmer mix, which is half iced tea and half lemonade. So they're boys. You can see where they're motivated. But they also, because they don't have it or it's very different, are taking home some clothes because they wanted to go thrifting. So they went to some of the secondhand shops and picked up some great buys and were going, this would cost me $80 and I just got it for $10. So those type of experiences are what they're valuing. And if one of them eats one more time at Chick-fil-A, like, really? Chick-fil-A again? Okay, sounds great. Yeah, we don't have Chick-fil-A at home, so that's probably why. Yes. And then I joked to one of their parents saying, well, Stan may be able to drink in Europe, but here a 16-year-old can drive. So he's been getting carted around by lots of people that are actually younger than he is. Yeah, that's very different too. We start at the age of 18, but you can start with your parents at the age of 17. But that's not every student uh, like to drive with their parents around. So that's one thing. That's universal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's across all countries. 
So last question for you is where do you hope this goes? I mean, you brought these kids here for a month. It's technically an exchange, mm -hmm. that was my understanding. So where do you want to see this go? So we are planning to have Aquinas students next May in our school. So we were thinking about uh, eight to 10 students. There will also come University of Wisconsin students to our school. Mm -hmm. They are um, from School of Education. So the, there's an internship uh, program going on. And the plan is that we will be back in two years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how it works with the other sister cities is there's a visit that happens one year one way and then the next exactly. way. And yeah. Yes. And when you say UW-Wisconsin, that's lacrosse here? Yes, lacrosse. Great. So some of the education students getting coming there and probably benefiting to see all how an international school functions. The English department, so that works very well for them. Yes, because I'm guessing, what is it, Luxembourgese? Is that what the... Luxembourgish. Luxembourgish, Yes. Yes, they won't be able to learn that one very no, quickly. So, <laughs> but they don't have to. No, they don't have to. English is fine. So, yes. Well, thank you for joining me. That is Mark Zimmer. He is a teacher of physics in Luxembourg. He is here with 25 students from the international school, and they are learning about everything American. So, thank you for joining BizCast Greater Lacrosse. We will catch you next week. Mm -hmm.